Welcome to our community. This is Sarah Tova Beth. Um, since today is Chofte Shvat, I believe we're launching a new project uh, called Feminine Light. Really, the focus will be on feminine leadership, but it's called Feminine Light as per uh, wise instructions. Um, and we're and and today is really a beginning sample uh, shear. We'd like to have workshops and fabrenians on how to actualize the feminine light and feminine leadership in everyday life. And the reason to do it is that it's at Nekeva Tzayvev Gever. In the future, in Yemaitha Mashiach, the feminine will rise, feminine energy will rise to the top. We already see it happening, but it's not really being done in the right way in the world. You know, they were talking about who the next, um, who, who the next Democratic vice president, uh, can, vice presidential candidate um, will be. And they said she has to be a woman and a woman of color. doesn't really matter her qualifications if she's good at the job, but she has to be a woman and she has to be a woman in supposedly a minority group. So the question is, why does she have to be a woman? We're up to that point in history where Mila Mila from above, it's recognized that Nakeva to Saivadgever, that the feminine aspect will rise to the top. However, I guess we need to understand what the feminine aspect is. Because becoming a better man than the men is not really activating the feminine energy. And I would say the challenge is that um, the best um, feminine leaders have gone to university. And once you've been in university, you're actually not really trained to be a nurturer <laughs> at all. You're trained to be an excellent man in a female form. You know, right? Right. In other words, so what we want to do is we've been exploring for the past couple of weeks. What are the masculine aspects, and what are what are some masculine energies, and some masculine aspects, and what are some feminine ones? But what we want to focus on today is Rebbe Zunchayim Mushka. It's Chafei Shvat. And the reason we do yesterday we spoke we spoke of the name Chayim Mushka and what the merging of those two energies is. And maybe we'll refer back to it for a minute today. But the question is, number one, how, how we know that the ge'ula begins to be ushered in by a woman? And number two, why? Why is it important for the ge'ula to be ushered in by a woman? Now, let's take it apart as if we're five-year-olds. Well, if the energy of the ge'ula will be the feminine aspect will surround the masculine, the feminine will be higher than the masculine, well that makes sense that it's going to be feminine energy that brings in the feminine energy. Right? You know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I can't think of a parallel, but you, to do it, you have to be it in everything. In order to accomplish it, you have to be it. You have to step into it. You have to live in that energy. So obviously, we can, we can sort of intuit from a very simplistic point of view why if we didn't know that the feminine energy will be the predominant energy, then we would really, in Yemais Mashiach, then we would really have a question. Did I record? Um, we, we would really have that question. Why is the feminine 
you know, why usher in through a woman? But now we know because that will be the dominant energy. So then a woman will be the one to, to, to usher it in. There's the woman, the particular woman, and then there's all women, which is all of us, you know, in the merit of righteous women. Since there's nobody else around in this generation that's, you know, it's just us chickens. So we ended up somehow by default being the righteous women of this generation. You know, whatever whatever it means to be one of the righteous women, not that you just have to be born female, which today, you know, you don't take that for granted. You know, born, born. Remember Born Free? Remember they made a movie many years ago called Born Free, and it was a whole song that I can't sing on the recording? So now we could make a new movie called Born Female, blah, 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 blah. the picture of the lioness, you know, and all that born female, you know, <laughs> and people either love it or hate it. But we are all the ones that are ushering in the gaula. But we never thought that there would be one particular woman that would be the one who does. We can understand, you know, feminine energy. So how do we know that there's one particular woman that's ushering in the gaula? Because the Lubavitcher Rebbe says that there are three phases in the life of the Rebbe Rayat. And the Rebbe Rayat sort of is the representative of all of Judaism, all of Yiddishkeit, up until 1950, up until Yud Yud, which is the masculine aspect of, 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 of Yiddishkeit. The first six generations. Why do we say the first six masculine? That's called Zah. That's called Zohar, masculine. And then Malchus is the seventh, and that's feminine. So we're in the, the seventh generation, but the Friedrich Rebbe was the leader, and the leader at the end of, and the culmination of, the masculine generations, which are the first six. And all the generations of Gullus, all the way back to Matan really all the way back to Avram Avinu. So here we have the Rebbe Rayat culminating the masculine energy of, 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 of Yiddishkeit in the world. And by the way, and by the way, one of this, sorry, sorry. And then we, then we switch into very abrupt, almost very abruptly, the seventh generation. It was one morning, Yud Shvat. Something like 10 to 8 in the morning. The Rebbe Rayat was nostalgic. And then the, net, then, then the seventh generation began. And really, it took a year to, of, of, of us, us with the feminine energy of we, we are, as a receivers asking for it, making ourselves ready for it, which fits. You know, the, the woman prepares herself for the revelation. How do you prepare yourself for Shabbos? At the very last second before Shabbos, I'm always very clumsily putting on my eyeliner. And it looks, oh my goodness, but somehow it all seems to fix itself in the next hour before I see anybody. It just, it just seems to fade into a straight line. <laughs> I don't know what. But one of the things we do is we, you know, women who really do it right, get dressed in their Shabbos clothes and with all their jewelry. I can't say I do. And they then usher in the Shabbos. So they adorn themselves and prepare themselves for the Shabbos. Whereas the masculine way is probably, you know, a man goes out and conquers. Uh, a masculine way of conquering is he, he's not supposed to call up the enemy and say, I'm on my way, get ready. He just invades. 
the way the normal armies used to do it many years ago is take people by surprise and out of nowhere all of a sudden the the other the other enemy the other army appears out of nowhere boom he just thrusts himself into the middle of the scene that's the masculine way and the feminine way is all about preparation that's why probably if there's a man and a woman and they're both leaving the house together he will be ready faster and he doesn't understand why she needs so much preparation to go out into the world. <laughs> it's not her domain. It's not her domain out there in the world so much. So it takes a lot of preparation to get herself ready for this mission where he just jumps, you know, he just goes. What does he have to do? He doesn't have to comb his hair. He doesn't, he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have to fix his hair. He doesn't have to do his makeup. He doesn't have to choose an outfit. He doesn't have to see that everything matches. He doesn't have to make sure the earrings coordinate with the, you know. He just goes. There's no preparation. Okay. So, yeah, we just started. We just started. Okay, so we're returning to the topic of, of uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little disjointed because we don't quite remember what we were saying. We took a pause, but, that, oh, we were saying about the, the masculine generations of the first six chesed words of Eretz Nezachai Yisai, and then the seventh generation, which is Malthus, which is the feminine one. So the, the Lubavitcher Rebbe said that there are three phases in the Avaida of the Rebbe Rayat. Remember, that means the Avaida of the sixth generation as it morphs into the seventh, the masculine energy as it morphs into the feminine energy. There are three phases because it really needs to morph. It's not really three phases in the masculine energy. It's as it transitions to the feminine energy, which, by the way, I hope it's not inappropriate to say. So can you understand why, since there's a blending and morphing from masculine to feminine, that it would cause in the world of impurity gender confusion? Although, you know, there are opinions that say oh, the whole gender confusion is only a couple of people, and it's really uh, quite a not... Um, it, it, no, it, it, it's just a concerted effort of the Democratic Party to get, you know, to push their agenda. It, it's not really with so many people are mixed up. It's like a few, few creepy people in the Democratic Party. Okay, that's, that's, you know, maybe. Yes, no. It's the ones that are trying to take over. You see, this is from a very pure person saying it. Thank you very much. Right. Good. Very good. I, oh, I hear you. Right, 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 right. Okay, so what are the three phases in, in, in the leadership, in the Avaita of the Shredi Grebo? One is, we said yesterday, it's the Avaita of Ken, when you have a world that really isn't ready for such a big revelation. So you have to strengthen it. And one day it's finished being strengthened. And then the next day you say, that was the Avaita of Ken, the world of Ken. You strengthen it, and now it's finally ready for the revelation that we had at Matantaira. But as it's going to be in your Mice Mashiach, the real, real one. Right. So now we see the Rebbe is preparing. And then, and once you have this vessel that's finally ready, which took 3,000 years, or almost 3,000 years, then once you, once you prepare the vessel, what do you do then? What you do then is you start to pour. 
You start to pour something into this vessel that's now ready. Because just like we see with Rifki Menu, the second she turned three years old, it was time for her to leave and get married. Not a second later. They couldn't wait a month, a week, a year. That's it. She's three years old. You're ready. You, you know, like Shadukim. Oh, I remember somebody from Israel. I remember when we were, thank God, finished with, when we were dealing with Shadukim, she said, Bashel, on a certain person, Bashel. So I remember I was asking all the Israelis, what does that mean, Bashel? Right? She's like, this person is right, ready this second for Shadukim. Right? So. Well, that means now. Uh-huh, exactly. Uh-huh. So it comes from Bishul. Bishul. Okay. So when you want to say the person is cooked, like... Okay, so we don't know if, we, if the recording was heard until now, but if it's... Yeah. She can hear now? Uh, so maybe we should hang up. I hang up and you... Okay, we're going to hang up and we're going to start all over again. Okay, hang up.